0: What is Scots? Scots is, as I said before, it's this wide, wide, think of it as a, as a continuum and it's your classic, in, in linguistics we talk about the Scots linguistic continuum and at one end you've got Scottish Standard English and Scottish Standard English is very simply put English with a Scottish accent, that's probably how I'm sounding now, I've sieged into my Scottish Standard English and way at the other end of that continuum is fit with our broad Scots and now I've moved down to my broad Scots and that differs fundamentally in sounds, structures and words from um, English, English. So within that continuum, fit you tend to find is um, you get folk at one end, folk at the other end, but a lot of folk can be both ends and they can slide up and down that linguistic continuum, sounding mere Scottish Standard English or mere broad Scots, just exactly as I've been doing now when I'm speaking. This continuum is something that our Scots English bilinguals can about and its use is highly socially codified.
1: I hate it if you meet somebody that's English and somebody is Scots because I ain't said two poets done in well, twas Scots folk, Eberdonians at either side of us. In was Dr. Ken Morris, and he got to Robert Gordon's room, was posh. And Robbie Shepard was on the other side, and he got to Robert Gordon's room, he wasn't posh. And I just thought, uh huh <laughs> Because I didn't want Dr. Ken Morris thinking think there was a gape. And I didn't went to Robbie Shepard to think I was up myself. So I didn't say anything.
0: I'm for Bucky. I'm actually not quite for Bucky. I'm for the wee village outside Bucky, it's called Pertesi. But if you bide in Pertesi, nobody calls it Pertesi, you can't the Slough. Okay, so I'm for the Slough and it's about, I think about a thousand folk live in the Slough. And I my family live within about a half mile radius of each other. They are still up there. So I grew up in Bucky. I left when I was 18. My sister and brother were there till they were 18, or actually, my sister was there until our 30s. So, this is what we sounded like. And f- when I'm lecturing, I'm speaking like this in my more standard Scots voice. But when I go bu- back to Bucky, I speak like us. And in fact, I could never go back speaking like this in my telephone voice, because people would be like, fa de v thank are, the Queen or something. So, I um, definitely do a big switch when I go back to Bucky and I speak in my hame tongue. Sheena Blackhall is one of the most important mackers working in Scotland. Over the last umpteen years, she's worked through the reintroduction of North East Scots to the literary world. drawn upon both her own personal heritage and Scotland's literary heritage, including Burns, Charles Murray, JC Milne and Hugh McDermott. Fit North East Scots actually is, changes and evolves. Change certainly doesn't mean death, and in fact is a sign of a living
2: tongue. Charles Murray is probably the first major name poet from the Northeast of Scotland, uh, concentrating largely on local concerns of rural Northeast Scotland. After the First World War, many writers and other artists across Scotland perhaps aware that they'd been fighting a war for Belgium, a small country. Uh, began to develop the idea of a new Scottish renaissance. The most famous uh, player in this is, of course, Hugh McDermott. Now, it's difficult to compare Hugh McDermott with Charles Murray because they were trying to do different things. Also, perhaps one was more talented than the other. Nonetheless, one of the less attractive features of uh, the renaissance as perceived by Hugh McDermott was that dialect poetry um, in any variety of Scots, was considered to be backward-looking, conservative and anti-Scottish. So you get into the situation when a very fine writer of Scots, Alexander Scott, um, writing in the period during and after the Second World War, who came from the Northeast of Scotland, didn't write Northeast Scots. Had, in fact, mocking references, possibly to his own speech. Uh, I would say in fact that until you we get to an artist of the caliber of Sheena Blackhall who is in a sense an inheritor of both Murray and McDermott can we actually talk about a Doric Renaissance poet?
1: When uh, I was a ben, I learned Doric from my grandmother and uh, she had been at New Deer but prior to that she was at MIGV. Uh So my grandmother's Scots would have been, a generation uh, all other than anybody else's and given that my mother was 40 when I was born and Granny was a fair age then I'm speaking Doric that would have been used at the end, well, before Queen Victoria did. So 20 years
0: ago when I started doing this research nobody used this term Doric. Folk and Bucky that was an academic thing that, that posh folk down south used, right? And now it's almost, almost been claimed. And when I go to Bucky now and talk to people, they're like, oh, yeah, you say I speak the Doric. And I'm like, <laughs> so it's, it's an interesting claiming of that word, and, but then people claim it in different ways, and what does it mean, etc.? It's really interesting. Nobody used this term Doric 20 years ago. So it's, in, and I think it's come from the media started talking about Doric, right? And it was picked up by locals rather than it starting ground up, it came top down. So, when you look, if you take Doric to be a kind of big area in East Scotland, your big isogloss, your big bubble covering quite a big part of the northeast, and within that, you've got huge differences. So, if you compare Murray Firth. Doric, like Bucky, uh, the Broch, for example, to someone like Deeside, they sound radically different. And perhaps one of the big differences, farming versus fisher. And you see that within even my own community in Bucky. If you listen to the farmers, just two or three miles in land versus the fisher folk for the coast, they sound different.
1: Uh, and there's I been a lot more movement in the northeast than folk think. Uh, so, folk just didn't abide. Apart from my family, who's never seemed to leave, they, they get up to cool in 1623 and just leave this bed there. <laughs> never left. But me- that's unusual. Most folk are wandering about over the place. Uh, and it does affect language, of course it affects language. Um, and now, of course, it's in the TV. So you find that it's seen as cool if you're Glasgow spoken, uh, and you'll hear you'll hear Burns in your class for Shetland. You'll hear them for Glasgow. So what are you going to say to the more? Well, I like your Scots. When you can't kind of speak mine. And that's you know, there's perfectly legitimate to uh, give that an air in as well. We can. There's this thing that, and it's it's counterintuitive,
0: but it's a fact that language changes all the time. It's constantly moving tectonic plates all the time. There's nae any language that stands still. So, Fit We Dee in Sociolinguistics is we compare generations of speakers. So your grannies, your mums and dads, and your barons. And we compare and contrast their speech. And when I've done that, I've done that a lot in Bucky, you'll find, for example, that grannies will be saying fecht and racht and nacht, but the younger speakers, the bairns, will be saying fight and "night" and right.
2: It is always tempting with Scots to make up some kind of Jeremiad that the next generation, who are, of course, a generation of vipers, are destroying our beautiful language by their watching YouTube and uh, uh, listening to popular music of one form or another. Um, People have been saying that since the 18th century and it hasn't quite worked. I think we're at a crossroads with Scots today, which is that it will continue to be spoken, but by fewer and fewer people. Now, with the exception of the small dialects like the Black Isle, I won't see the end of any of the other dialects. But Scots, because it's a close relative of standard English, is in the invidious position that gradually it can be subsumed into a colloquial form of English and possibly we wouldn't notice all the time. Because the thing I notice going is not the pronunciation and it's not necessarily the bits of grammar that we have different from English, it's the vocabulary. And without some kind of understanding of what's happening with that, which we don't really have as yet, we can't really see what's going to happen in the future for Scots.